0: Birth and death are the two most important things in life. In Buddhism, death is often related to nirvana, the ultimate state of being, a release from the cycle of death and rebirth. Buddhists strive to achieve this state of complete release from all things. When Shakyamuni Buddha was 80 years old, after finishing his last lecture to his disciples, He passed into Nirvana by lying on his right side and facing the west. His face was pleasant and calm. Later, the image of the Buddha lying on his right side when he passed away became an iconic image of Nirvana and is commonly known as the Reclining Buddha or Sleeping Buddha. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Today we will visit Cave 148, meet one of the Sleeping Buddhas, and take a look at the Grand Funeral of Buddha. Cave 148 is one of the two Nirvana Caves in Dunhuang. A Nirvana Cave is a special kind of cave in Dunhuang, where the statue of the Sleeping Buddha is used as the main theme. There are only two Nirvana caves in Dunhuang dealing with Buddha's demise and subsequent liberation from existence, each hosting a reclining Buddha statue. To give the viewers a comprehensive and unobstructed view of the reclining Buddha, all Nirvana caves are rectangular in shape. Cave 148 is no exception. Records show it was built in the year 776, still in the High tang period. It is 17 meters in length and has a vaulted roof and an oblong main chamber. The interior actually looks like a big coffin because of its main theme. It is the second largest Nirvana cave in Dunhuang with the largest and finest wall paintings dedicated to this theme. On the long altar in front of the west wall is a giant reclining Buddha made of fine plaster stucco on a sandstone frame. It is Shakyamuni in the great completed Nirvana. The Buddha is 14.4 meters long and surrounded by sculptures of mourning monks, celestial beings and deities. Each shows different expressions of yearning, consternation or sorrow according to the identity of the characters. The Buddha is lying on his right side. His right-hand palm is put under his head and above the pillow. His left hand is naturally placed on the left leg. He has a plump face and slightly closed eyes. There is no expression of sorrow or pain. From his slightly curved lips, you can even sense he's smiling, just like falling asleep with relief and satisfaction. On the west wall, behind the altar, is a beautifully untouched sutra painting illustrating stories from the Nirvana Sutra. Just like the death and funeral of Jesus Christ is a common theme in Western religious paintings, the death and funeral of Buddha, or the process of Nirvana, is also often depicted in Buddhist paintings in China. Among all the Dunhuang murals, Cave 148 is well known for the largest and finest Buddhist painting about Nirvana. The scenes are painted from south to north and occupy the south, west and north walls, covering a total of 23 meters in length and and 2.5 meters in height. The inscriptions in black ink attached to each scene of the illustration are still completely preserved and legible and provide first-hand info for us to identify the content painted more than a thousand years ago. The whole mural was vividly depicted in great detail, with brilliant colours, beautiful landscapes and rigorous architecture, providing a pleasant, harmonious and majestic view for the viewers. So, what does the funeral of Buddha look like? Well, the mural in Cave 148 shows it's a complicated process, as it contains 10 sections and 66 scenes involving more than 500 human figures and animals. Of course, we don't have time to explore each and every one of them, so here I can just give you a quick view. For example, in the seventh section, the funeral procession is leaving town on the way to Buddha's cremation. The casket in the hearse, the stupa, together with several Dharma protectors carrying various offerings at the front of the procession, are all elaborately decorated. The entire procession is grand and solemn, which include bodhisattvas, priests and kings carrying banners and offerings. In another scene of cremation, the fire could not be lit until all the disciples of Buddha arrived and then the flame took hold. In the ninth section, Indra, one of the main gods in Hindu mythology, is depicted. He stands beside the casket and is removing Buddha's teeth from his mouth. In the next scene, he is travelling on a cloud with the relics of Buddha's teeth. He is taking the relics back to heaven to be worshipped. In another scene, after the cremation, Buddha's relics are offered and distributed by the monks to his followers from different countries. The receivers are carefully carrying the relics with solemn expressions. A stupa is built and dedicated to Buddha's relics for worship. The inscription beside the scene indicates that the relics will be guarded jointly by the secular masses and the heavenly gods. All the depictions are detailed and quite magnificent. The architecture and costumes are in the Chinese style. Interestingly, if you observe closely, you may find a rooster on top of the casket. This is a typical Chinese funeral custom for dispelling of evil spirits. The surrounding murals and sculptures, together with the giant sleeping Buddha, create a state of supremacy and transcendence for Buddha's nirvana. Although nirvana means reaching the state of ultimate relief, it is still bound up with death after all, which is very sad in the eyes of the general public. This may explain why there are only two nirvana caves in the Dunhuang-Mogao complex. However, be it sleeping Buddha or not, the craftsmen of the Tang dynasty, especially in the high Tang period who may have been influenced by the grand and magnificent art styles of the times, we're really good at constructing giant Buddha statues. That's why we still have another giant Buddha to visit next time. In fact, our next cave is a kingdom of giants, which also opens a fascinating window onto what life was like in the Tang Dynasty. And that's all in Dunhuang, the world's largest Buddhist art gallery. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and Sang Lian Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review. I'm Graham Stevens. See you on the next episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast.